Kitchen Party Kaylee, Celtic music from across the globe and across town. I'm Dave Baghdad, and I'm so glad you could join us. On tonight's show, we'll have an interview with J.P. Cormier and preview his upcoming shows in town. Thanks for being here. This program was made possible by support from Nine Irish Brothers in Indianapolis and the Scotty Grant Irish Music Club, as well as donations from the Friends of the Kitchen Party, Kaylee. Cade Mila Falcha, you're very welcome here for this 92nd edition of the Kitchen Party, Kaylee. I'm your host, Dave Baghdad, and we have a great show for you. Some things you may know and a lot you probably don't. Our programming this week is sponsored by the Scotty Grant Irish Music Club and Nine Irish Brothers at the corner of Mass Ave and East Street in Indianapolis. We've got an exciting show for you this time. I've been telling you for a while now about J.P. Cormier coming to town next week. Well, tonight, we're going to have some music from J.P.'s great new album, The Chance, and then a little later in the program, we'll be hearing from J.P. himself about his new record and his upcoming show and guitar workshop in the area. Of course, we'll have lots of other fine music for you as well. I'm glad you're along for the ride. Let's start tonight with The Outside Track, the fine band with members from Ireland, Scotland, and Canada, including Maddie Rankin on fiddle, Nora Rendell on flute, Ali Robertson on harp, Fiona Black on accordion, and Killian O'Dally on guitar. From their album Curious Things Given Wings, let's enjoy a medley of Belladrum House, Del Take de Breeks, and Touching Cloth. We'll follow that with a well-loved song from Jim McCann, but first, here's The Outside Track with the Belladrum Outhouse on The Kitchen Party, Kaylee.
room And we work hard for the crack And sleeping late on Sundays I never get to mass Oh, it's a long, long way From Clare to here It's a long way From Clare to here It's a long, long way It gets farther by the day It's a long way From Clare to here When Friday comes around Ted is only into fighting And levels out me thinking Oh, it's a long, long way From Clare to here It's a long way From Clare to here It's a long, long way And it gets farther by the day It's a long
gets farther by the day It's a long way from clear to Jim McCann there with From Clare to Here, the classic song written by Ralph McTell. Jim is best known as a member of the Dubliners, but this selection comes from his 1979 self-titled solo album. Before that, we heard a medley from the outside track, the multinational group with members from Scotland, Ireland, and Canada, consisting of Belladrum House, Del Tec de Briques, and Touching Cloth from their 2010 album Curious Things Given Wings. Let's stay in Ireland for the moment and have a track from Barleycorn, formed as a trad and rebel group in Ireland in the early 1970s. They had a number one hit in Ireland in 1972 with The Men Behind the Wire. As their original members left, they became more mainstream, and we're going to hear an instrumental track from their 1988 album My Last Farewell, featuring Derek McCormick, John Delaney, and Patty Sweeney. We'll follow that with new music from our buddy J.P. Cormier, but first, here's Barleycorn with Heather Breeze and My Love is in America on the Kitchen Party Kaylee.
Cormier, and you're listening to the Kitchen Party Kaylee. Got home from the service as the spring began its turn Twelve long months away He folded up his uniform with the medals tucked inside Started living for today But the present could not find him, nor could his wife and kids He was there, but he was gone Soon his only comfort was a bottle and his gun Something right that went so wrong And the silence keeps on coming as the movie plays again You can smell that yellow dust and death hanging on the wind And we thought the war was over But the headlines do reveal That another soldier died today On the hometown battlefield He sits outside the courthouse With his pant legs tucked away And no one knows his name one wrong step there in the sand Put him where he is today One more just the same All his memories live there In the space below his knees Back when he was whole But that ID didn't just relieve him Of his legs It blew apart his soul the silence keeps on coming as the movie plays again You can smell that yellow dust and death flying on the wind And we thought the war was over But the headlines do reveal That another soldier died today on the hometown battlefield And if you're wearing loafers You ain't walked the burning sands you ain't never had to shoot another living man It don't matter if we won It don't matter if we lost They were following their orders No matter the cost So I remember what they've given When I see my flag unfurled Free against the sky way we seem to lose them when they get back to the world can someone tell me why that the silence keeps on coming as the movie plays again you can smell that yellow dust and death hanging on the wind oh we thought the war was over but the headlines do reveal that another soldier died today on the hometown battlefield. Yes, we pray the war is over, but the headlines do reveal that another soldier died today on the hometown battlefield.
J.P. Cormier there with Hometown Battlefield from his brand new album, The Chance. I told you we'd have new music, and in fact we've played this song before, but it's on his new record, and the proceeds from this song benefit Pause for Thought, an organization which provides service dogs to military veterans suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, so it seemed a good reason to violate our no-repeats policy. If you want more information about this fine organization, I'll post it on the Kitchen Party Kaylee Facebook page. Before JP, we heard a medley of Heather Breeze and My Love is in America from Barleycorn, the Irish band active for about 25 years beginning in the early 1970s. This track from their 1988 album, My Last Farewell. Let's get back to JP, though, since he's coming to town soon and he has a new album, his first since 2012. I had the chance to talk with JP last week, and we're going to hear that in a moment, but I want to mention that JP is our first three-time visitor to the program. If you haven't heard his first two interviews, I invite you to check out the podcasts of our shows from September 20th, 2013 and April 11th, 2014, which I promise will be worth your time. The first interview was a sort of career retrospective, while the second dealt with the extraordinary circumstances surrounding his writing Hometown Battlefield. For now, let's hear what JP had to say last week, exclusively on The Kitchen Party Kaylee. So when we talked to you last, which was just about a year ago now, you had just recorded and put out Hometown Battlefield. How have things been for you in the last year? It hasn't slowed down. It's still drawing as much attention as ever, getting the same amount of hits, I'm getting the same amount of emails every day. It just has never stopped. It hasn't reached its peak yet, I don't think. That's incredible, because when we talked last, you had had about 300,000 YouTube hits. It's almost a million nowadays. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's up around 700,000 on YouTube, and three to four million hits on the two videos across three different platforms. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it is for me amazing. I just never thought anything about it when I did it. I feel like people who gain notoriety through the internet are kind of cheap a little. It's not something I ever really wanted to do. I come from an old school that you have to write your butt off and then you go out and tour your butt off in person. But I've learned a few lessons about how important the internet really is to folk players especially. It offers another audience. This year, I even started doing a weekly YouTube series for people called the Wednesday Sessions, where I just throw the phone up or the camera up, whatever, and play and talk, and people follow that. It becomes a secondary community. That's real. These people are investing their time in me and what I do, and they let you know. So it's not quite as sterile and impersonal as I've always thought it was. I've gained a brand new respect for the Internet when it comes to music, I'll tell you that. Well, a few minutes ago, you mentioned the old school way of doing a lot of writing and doing a lot of touring, and you're about to release a brand new record, and you are have just undertaken a very long tour, which will bring you to our area. So we are really excited about that. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on it, too. I haven't done any work in the States for years. You lose track of it, you know. I used to go there several times a year, every year, and it seems like since 2009 or 10, I haven't across the border for playing purposes. Well, I have a couple times, nothing like I used to. So it's always nice to come to America. This is sort of the place where my music was born. There's a lot of music down there. There's a lot of music lovers down there. It's pretty cool. As for where your music was born, you and I have talked at length about your influences, some of which are American, but some of which are certainly from over in the corner of the country that you call home, too. A lot of Cape Breton music, a lot of Nova Scotia fiddle tunes. Yeah. Well, I was most notably influenced by Americans. 
course, my biggest hero ever in life was Chet Atkins. And then on the flat side of things, Doc Watson. And then, of course, Banjo was Earl Scruggs, and the mandolin was Bill Monroe. And I got to play around and with all those people, you know, albeit at the end of their lives, but it was still magic. And they changed my life. They changed my direction as a musician and my direction as a person, I think, because they weren't just about the music. They were all gentlemen and kind-hearted people. We worked really, really hard. All of those names, they saw a time in the music business where it really wasn't that pleasant a place to work. Things have gotten easy for us in the last 25, 30 years, and it wasn't that easy for them. I think because of that, a lot of musicians are lazy. I know I am used to be in the 50s and 60s and even in the early 70s, you just had to bring it on all the time, 100%, 24-7 to make it. Today it's not like that. Today it's overnight successes, viral videos and iTunes and people who make it big, they make it big really quite easily compared to what it was like in the early days, you know? Well, it's interesting that you mentioned Chet Atkins because your new album, The Chance, is a very spare album, very stripped down, and it seems like a lot of your original tunes these days have at their base that simple alternating thumb finger-picking pattern that Chet Atkins and Doc Watson made so popular. Well, there's also a huge influence in some of these songs from Jerry Reed, especially on tunes like The Unfinished Song, that's all Reed. And of course, my other heavy influence of the songwriter was Lightfoot. And as we all know, much of his music was based upon that simple quarter-time right-hand roll, which he sort of made famous. And quite a guitar player, you know, an underrated guitar player, Lightfoot, tremendously talented instrumentalist. Everything he did carried what he sang. His guitar parts were always much larger than you would think could come out of a single guitar. He built all those songs around the flat tops. That's saying something. It's hard to do that. And that's what Lightfoot used to do constantly. Well, I don't think it's that much of a stretch to say that that's what you've done, certainly on your new album and also on your last record as well, where there's so much wonderful finger-picking music, but it's just to support the lyrics, which you obviously have spent a lot of time and thought on as well. Actually, Dave, I don't put any thought or time into lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say that, but I'm some great craftsman. I'm not. I'm just a hollow tube stuff comes from above and comes out the other end. That's I try to remain empty all the time so that when something comes, it, I catch it. Because I'm no good at sitting down to write purposely. I can't do it. I suck when I do that. Everything sounds contrived and fake and the lyrics have no depth. But when they come all at once, like they do with the song of mine that people actually hear, because nobody hears the other garbage, what they hear are all songs that were written in 10 minutes that came in great giant clumps, like whole verses at once, a whole melody at once. That's how I write. I'm not a craftsman. I wish I was, because craftsmen are usually rich. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are the people that actually make millions of dollars writing songs. I can't write on command, so that lets me out of a lot of the industry arenas for songwriters to actually become wealthy. Instead, I just do what most other people do and write for myself in my own career. I have my little following, and, and that's what keeps me going. As a fan, and somebody who's been a fan of your music for a long time, it's a little hard to accept the notion that all of this stuff just comes and you don't really think about it. I remember hearing a song of yours, Mary Goes Round. I heard it in 2005 when you performed it live at Kemp Shore. And then I had to wait seven years for you to put it on a record. 
And there are a few lines <laughs> in, that, in that song in particular that, as a listener, just stopped me dead and just made me say, oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> so, you know, you'll forgive me if I'm having a little trouble with the notion that there isn't a lot of thought that goes into the creation of some of these songs because they are craftsmanlike in their construction. You're really going to hate me when I tell you how's that song get written. I was on tour with my ex-wife, Gilda, years ago. As some people may remember, Hilda was a French Acadian and spoke excellent English as she traveled the world and she worked on not having an accent. But occasionally she would make little faux pas that were quite humorous and she'd laugh about it herself because she'd catch herself saying something wrong. And we were driving down the road on the way to a gig somewhere. It was out west here because it was really, really flat. It was a prairie we were on. It was just getting dark. And, and we looked over to our right and you could literally see this bizarre glow sort of inside the horizon. And it was it looked really bizarre. It was all different kind of colors and moving. And we were like, what is that? And the road kind of clipped around to the right towards the lights. As we got up on it, it was a traveling fair, like a circus, right? It was just sort of out in the middle of nowhere, on a flat plain. And as we got up on it, you just start to see the rides moving. And Hilda looked up and said, wow, there's a merry-goes-round. And I started laughing. I said, you better take the plural off of that one. And she cracked up. Oh, she said, oh, yeah, sorry, merry-go-round. She said, I have to go to the bathroom to the stop. So I pulled into a gas station. And so she was gone for about 10 minutes or 15 minutes inside the store. And when she came back to the car, the song was done. Okay, I do hate you now. That's all it took was that <laughs> one line, merry-go-round. When she got into the car, I went, whoa. What a tremendous, I just got chills all over me, and I wrote the song. It just came flying out. That's how I write every single song. I hear something or see something. Hometown Battlefield was an anomaly, because I came up with Hometown Battlefield myself. I had not heard it anywhere. I was just sitting there thinking about soldiers that I'd heard commit suicide here in the last two weeks of the tour that I was on before I got home. And those two words just popped into my head, and then the song just exploded. Usually I hear somebody say something or see something, and that's what triggers it. So Hometown Battlefield was really odd. There was no external force except for the reports of our lost soldiers. But Mary Goes Round, that was a 15-minute sitting in the car while Hilda was in the bathroom song. That was part one of my chat with J.P. Cormier, recorded last week and presented exclusively on this program. Before we get to part two, let's hear the song he was talking about a moment ago, Mary Goes Round, which appeared on J.P.'s last album, Somewhere in the Back of My Heart, which came out in 2012. Let's give that a listen right now on The Kitchen Party Kaylee. You can see the lights of the carnival on the southern edge of town The smoky neon rainbow just as the sun goes down And the vagrant smell of sawdust creeps through the valley low And pulls the long dead memories of things I used to know There's a girl that travels with the fair, I've seen her once before The men all call her Mary, just that and nothing more and she hands up pretty flowers Neath the fairest wheel lights She always tries to make a friend A new one every night And Mary goes round Mary goes round The 
painted stallions rise and fall, but they don't make a sound. They spend their whole lives running, but their feet don't touch the ground. Just a breath away from freedom when the sun goes down and Mary goes round. Well, she handed me that flower on a night so long ago. And her beauty lay like rusty chains upon my captured soul. But her heart was like a forest where the brave men feared to tread. And I got lost forever on my way back from her bed. And Mary goes round, Mary goes round. The painted stallions rise and fall, but they don't make a sound. They spend their whole lives running. But their feet don't touch the ground Just a breath away from freedom When the sun goes down And Mary goes round While I watch the dust rise slowly Behind the ragged caravans They've packed up all the dreams they sell And we all wash our hands but next year they'll be back again to this lonely dirt road town And the Ferris wheel will spin its web of secrets never found She dreams each night of leaving with the rising of the sun Any man could hold the key, any man could be the one So Mary goes round, Mary goes round Painted stallions rise and fall, but they don't make a sound. They spend their whole lives running, but their feet don't touch the ground. Just a breath away from freedom when the sun goes down. And Mary goes round. The painted stallions rise and fall, but they don't make a sound. They spend their whole lives running, but they never touch the ground. Just a breath away from freedom When the sun goes down And Mary goes round J.P. Cormier there with Mary Goes Round, a brilliant song from his 2012 record, Somewhere in the Back of My Heart. As I mentioned in the first interview segment, I heard that song in 2005 and was just blown away, and I'm awfully glad he eventually recorded it. If you're interested in J.P.'s shows in this area and the region, let me give you a reminder. On Monday, April 27th, he'll appear on the Ireland Tonight radio program, hosted by my friend Marianne Kiefer on WDCB in the southwest suburbs of Chicago. I'll be along to co-host, and I'll post a link if you want to listen live. On Tuesday, April 28th, he'll be at the Red Line Tap in Rogers Park on Chicago's north side. On Thursday, April 30th, and Saturday, May 2nd, he'll be at the two Nine Irish Brothers locations in Lafayette and West Lafayette. On Friday, May 1st, he'll be at the Logan Street Sanctuary in Noblesville, 1274 Logan Street. I really hope all our local listeners will make it to that show. Then on Saturday, May 2nd at 1 p.m., he'll be giving a guitar workshop at Arthur's Music in Fountain Square. He'll be talking a little bit about that in the second part of our interview, which we'll hear in a moment. We're going to have a couple more songs from J.P.'s new album, The Chance, but first, let's hear part two of my exclusive interview with J.P. right here on The Kitchen Party Kaylee. 
When you and I first spoke on tape for this program, it was back in September of 2013, and you had told me about a conversation that you'd had with one of your old friends who gave you the advice to just put aside all the things that make music complicated and just go on the road with yourself and a guitar. You are now doing that, and you'll be coming our way. So give our fans an idea what the shows here will be like, what they've got to look forward to. Touring solo, I've never done, ever, since I was a child. Before I moved to the States, from the time I was 13 till I was about, because I moved when I was 15, then became a sideman, so occasionally I would do the odd thing, like really odd. Once every couple of years, I'd end up playing a solo show. But I lost the bravery to do that as time wore on. And as my records were made, starting in the mid-90s, the ones that people know about, they featured rather large productions. So I was forced to carry people with me in an attempt to reproduce the recordings. And I think that's the greatest magic that I've ever discovered in my life is when Dave Gunning told me, you just need to go and tell the people your story and sing the songs and play the instruments. So my show has evolved into a house party where members of the audience are just kind of watching me <laughs> reminisce about my life and my career and tell all the stories behind these songs and play a whole bunch of instrumental music and I'm forced to connect the audience in a way I never have because there's nobody to hide behind on stage anymore. It's only me. So I'm kind of throwing myself on the mercy of the audience and they always seem to catch me. So I hope it doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a magical, the journey over the last couple of years has been an eye-opener. I think an eye-opener for my audience too. Some people have followed me for decades, and they didn't know me until they saw me play in the last 18 months. And there's tons more people coming around at the end of the show now to meet me because they don't feel so separated from me because before I was separated from them. So I think the show now is really fun and really intimate in a way that I never have had before. So it's, it's a great time. A lot of fun. I can't do it down there. Well, you mentioned the fact that you had to carry other musicians with you out on the road previously in order to approximate the sound of the recordings, which were large production affairs. And now you've released a recording that you essentially can replicate by yourself, sitting on stage with no one else with you. Well, I've gotten used to hearing myself that way. And although I still love production and I do produce these albums, I'm starting to play different, which is not the easiest thing to do. You learn how to sing independently of your instrument. And I think that's probably the secret of playing solo when you have way more options when you get in kind of mic in the studio. you got to learn to let the guitar be itself and speak on its own. That's my enjoyment center. It's just holding that guitar and let it speak, you know? I'm glad to hear that you're not going to be sacrificing the instrumental component of the show, too. I don't have a banjo with me on this run, but I still have guitar, fiddle, mandolin in the show. And, I, and, of course, I try to run through all the different genres that I do, which can be a little difficult, too, is you have to make it make sense, right? So I try to provide a, a complete menu of my musical history inside of a 90-minute show. One of the things that I think a lot of people around here are really going to be looking forward to is, in addition to the concert you'll be giving at the Logan Street Sanctuary in Noblesville on May 1st, the following afternoon, you're also going to be doing a guitar workshop in the area. Talk a little bit about the educational component of your workshops. Well, teaching, I shouldn't even call it teaching because my first love in life is the guitar. I have played the guitar for all of my adult life. 
I was listening to it when I was three and started playing when I was five. So I'm 41 years into holding that instrument in front of me. The guitar has done more for me as a human being, aside from being an artist, than anything else in my life. So talking about it is like nirvana to me. It just becomes completely zen. And my workshops are all about that. Nobody's going to come into my workshop and learn how to play, because I don't teach people how to play. I teach people how to teach themselves how to play. And I do that by talking about how I learned. And the reason that I came to settle on a certain set of skills and techniques that make what I do easier for me. And that kind of information can be invaluable to players because even though I've been playing all my life, I'm still learning. So no matter where you are in your timeline as a guitar player, you're constantly searching for that next thing that you can incorporate into your technique that makes playing easier. That's the whole secret. It isn't about how good you are. It's about how much ease you can have delivering what it is that you can play well. And that's what the workshops are for. And they're a lot of fun. I teach people to search out and define something about a player that they love, but then pick that thing apart until they can do it. That's the secret to playing. Playing is not a destination. It's a journey. The road never ends. It's just one discovery after another, and each discovery makes holding an instrument all the more joy-filled. JP, as always, we're very grateful for the time that you've committed to be with us, and we're counting the days till you come to town. Looking forward to hanging with you on my own turf this time, and thanks so much for being our <laughs> guest. Well, I love you, Dave. What you do for people with these broadcasts and how much attention you pay to all the artists that you help is amazing. Don't stop doing it and keep up the good work. That was part two of my chat with J.P. Cormier, recorded last week. We've got J.P.'s new album, The Chance, so let's have a couple selections from the record right now. First up, we'll hear the opening track, the unfinished song, and then we'll hear the closer, an instrumental set called the Jesu Jig Set, for reasons which will likely occur to you. So here we go with brand new music from J.P. Cormier on The Kitchen Party Kaylee. Said, I'm sorry for the way the things went down And the wife and I wish that you were still around But we know for you to tear the threads away Would be difficult, so I just want to say We caught your show at the Orpheum last night And it took me back to when everything was right And the pictures that she made are all redrawn But they're incomplete like some unfinished song I guess retirement's been treating us all right But the house seems so quiet now at night Her older sister's child is getting grown And our oldest, well, she's hardly ever home It's funny how the river twists and turns You run back across the bridge before it burns But no matter what, when all is said and done I always thought one day I'd call you son
She doesn't really come round home too much And the past is something she doesn't like to touch And I watch her try to never let it show How she hides her eyes when we hear you on the radio No matter how we wish that things could change I guess the more they're bound to stay the same We know you always did the best you could Much more than just anybody would Watched him as he turned to walk away Another smile and one more friendly wave And as he pulled his car out from the curb I realized I hadn't said a single word Well, I wonder just how long that she'll pretend Will she raise her foolish pride right till the end She'll keep that heart a secret, I suppose Somehow, a father always knows And he said, I'm sorry for the way that things went down This is Liz Carroll, and you're listening to The Kitchen Party Kaylee.
brand new music from J.P. Cormier there from his just-released album, The Chance. First up was the opening track, the unfinished song, and then we had the Jesu Jig Set, a very creative arrangement of a very familiar tune. Again, I hope you'll join us for J.P.'s May 1st show at the Logan Street Sanctuary in Noblesville and his workshop at Arthur's Music the following afternoon. I'll post information about both of these appearances on the Kitchen Party Kaylee Facebook page. Our programming tonight is made possible by support from Nine Irish Brothers, 575 Massachusetts Avenue at the corner of Mass Ave and East Street in Indy. In addition to fine food and drink, they have live music, Irish only, Wednesdays through Sundays. Every Wednesday is Dimitri Alano and his colleagues with a traditional session. Thursdays feature Whiskey Runner, and Saturday night is Sean Kirkpatrick. If you'd like more information, the website is NineIrishBrothers.com and the Facebook page is NIB Indy. And just a reminder, the next Sunday Kitchen Party will be on May 3rd. We're also sponsored by the Scotty Grant Irish Music Club, whose monthly session will be this Sunday at the Clotta in Plainfield from 2 to 5 p.m. All are welcome, and the first hour will be a slow session. The Clotta is located at 2537 Futura Parkway in Plainfield. If you'd like more information about the session or the club in general, the website is scottygrant.org, the Facebook page is Scotty Grant Irish Music Club, and the Twitter handle is scottygrantimc. We've had a lot of music from J.P. Cormier tonight, but let's go back to Ireland here for a track from Finbar and Eddie Fury. Finbar and Eddie have performed in a variety of settings, as a duo, in a band with their brothers and Davy Arthur, as solo artists, and as backing musicians for the Clancy Brothers. We're going to hear a track which features Finbar on the Illin Pipes, called The Curra of Kildare, from their self-titled debut album which came out in 1968. So here we go with Finbar and Eddie Fury on the Kitchen Party Cayley. Winter it is past and the summer's come at last And the small birds they're singing in the trees Ah, their little hearts are glad Ah, but mine is very sad since my true love, she's far away from me. Oh, when straight I will repair to the car of Kildare. For it's there I'll find tidings of my day. Upon the briar and the waters running clear, it brings joy to the linnet and the bee. Oh, their little hearts are blessed, ah, but mine can know no rest. It's my true. She's far away from me Oh, and straight I will repair To the car of Kildare For it's there I'll find tidings of my dear Bad man. 
and so green I will appear Oh, and straight I will repair To the car of Gildare For it's there I'll find tidings of my dear Oh, and straight I will repair To the car of Gildare All is there I'll find tidings of my dear I'll wear a cap of black With some frills around my neck Golden rings on my fingers I will This I'll undertake For my own true lover's sake For she lives in the car of Gildare Oh, and straight I will repair To the car of Gildare For it's there I'll find hide I pity the pain you do endure For experience lets me know That your hearts are full of woe Yes, a woe that no other can cure Oh, and straight I will To the car of Gildare For it's there I'll find tidings of my dear Oh, and straight I will repair To the car of Gildare For it's there I'll find tidings of my dear You are listening to The Kitchen Party Kaylee. That was the Irish duo of Finbar and Eddie Fury featuring Finbar and the Pipes with the Curra of Kildare from their 1968 self-titled debut album. We're getting near the end of our show for today. I hope you've enjoyed our time together, and I look forward to having you join us again next week. I want to thank our sponsors, Nine Irish Brothers in Indianapolis and the Scotty Grant Irish Music Club. Reach us by email at kitchenpartykaylee, that's all one word, and Kaylee is C-E-I-L-I-D-H, at gmail.com, by Twitter at at KPC underscore radio, or through our Facebook page. You can find podcasts and playlists from all of our shows at iTunes. For our final track this week, let's hear again from J.P. Cormier and his former wife Hilda Chasson Cormier with Highland Dream from their album Return to the Cape, which came out in 1995. Until next time, I'm your host, Dave Baghdad, and I thank you for listening. We'll see you here again on Friday at 8 p.m., right after the Hog Eye Navi show. Slan Ogat.
You've been listening to The Kitchen Party Kaylee on WITT 91.9 FM, Indianapolis Community Radio. This program was made possible by support from Nine Irish Brothers and the Scotty Grant Irish Music Club. We hope that you'll join us again next Friday at 8 p.m. The Kitchen Party Kaylee is written, produced, and hosted by Dave Baghdad and was recorded at EMAS Studios in Broad Ripple. The Kitchen Party Kaylee is a fortnight production. Thanks for listening.